welcome to Hit the Bricks. Everything that's interesting about Guthrie, Oklahoma. Chris, it's good to see you. Good to see you as well. Our wonderful special guest here, friend of the podcast. Yes. Yes. Michael Williams, curator at the Oklahoma Territorial Museum. I always, uh, uh, in my mind, when I say curator of museum of the museum, in my head, I try to use like a, like an accent. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. I, I can see it that. Just, I want to to sound erudite and yes. when I say curator yes. of the museum. You see, I just had a flashback when we had him last time. And your first question was, so "What is a curator?" And uh-huh. he did he did do the yeah. voice thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm sure, like the museum folks, don't want the world to think that they're like you know uppity. So you whatever. Probably, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you're right. Cool kids hang out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, if I if I can't be uppity for something, I mean, you know, yeah. what good is it? For our first guest. Very first guest. Yeah. yeah. So on the first episode, I think we actually talked about the like the renovations at the museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We did. Which are st- still going Which on. Which are still <laughs> What's the- going. Ten what? years from now, on your fortieth episode, we'll, oh we'll my continue this conversation. Yeah, so what, yeah. What's happening now? Well, well. Uh, good news. Good news is that we've got car- we've got our carpet installed. That was supposed to be like January twenty third on our on our flow chart. It was January twenty third that we were going to have chart? carpet. Yeah, we have flow charts. We're it's very yeah. Uh, we're very professional. You know, uh, historic like, landmarks, January twenty third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do that. We totally do that. So you we have to document gotta, everything you do at work. Just like ah, for, for no. sake, I <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Aaron was here. Lunch, yes, yes. Lunch was it Taco Mayo today? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. No, usually we don't do that because I just remember everything, but. With these big projects, we have to have these, you know, with these flow charts. And, you know, how long is this project going to take? How long is it going to cost us? You know, and, you know, how many man hours will this be? And, you know, says we've got to, you know, account for all that, all those funds. Yep. And um, so anyway, you know, we're a little behind on the uh, getting the carpet, you know. And it wasn't, it wasn't anything that we did or that you know, the carpet people did or anything like that. It's just the, the system that we work under. You know, you got to get three bids, mm. you know, to do... It's a very gracious way to say, like, it wasn't us. It wasn't them. It's just a system. It's just, it's a, just the it's system. It's just the world we live in. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just how it is. And, and, you know, we've got file cabinets that, you know, God, they probably weigh four or 500 pounds. You know, they're so mm. full of... Um, full of documents and stuff. It's just, it's just crazy. I bet at a museum, like, nothing's light. Everything's heavy. Uh, yeah, most stuff. Most stuff is yeah. Anything. It's it's heavy work. It's heavy work. After the carpet is done, is it is the whole project done at that point? Or you got more? No, we still got a little bit more um, because you know everything kind of goes in order, and if one one thing takes a little time, it puts everything else back. You know, mm. kind of pushes it back. So. Um, but really, once once it's done, once we're finally done putting our offices back together, then it is just going to be uh, us cleaning artifacts and restoring, you know, our artifacts or, you know, putting our our stuff away. You said uh, you don't write stuff down. Um, do you get nervous about the next? generation of not knowing stuff yeah, yeah yeah all the time all the time you know because because you know it's that's that's a good point and um, 
you know, how we know things about the past is because people wrote everything down, yeah. you know, and they took, you know, meticulous notes and, you know, they wrote letters to each other. They kept diaries, you know, all this stuff that, that we study. And now we don't do that. You know, we don't write people letters. We may write them an email, but, you know, how often do you go through and, and you know, purge all your emails and, you know, that stuff's gone. So, um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's going to be, you know, 100 years from now when historians look back at us, they'll probably think we're a bunch of morons looking at our, you know, Instagram yeah. pictures and, hey, and Alexa. Facebook. Alexa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they'll be like, what were these people doing? Like 100 years. Alexa, Alexa, uh, don't worry. It's just a system. It's just a system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. It's just a system. I wonder if, like, in 100 years, the only museum is going to be, like, the, the Google email server. You, you show up to visit Google. Yeah. And they, like, oh, you want to see, you know, interactions between people well you know you're it's a good point you know what you're saying is it's a good point because it's kind of what uh aaron and i started doing about oh five six years ago is that that you know we kind of saw what what we could do with facebook and other things um you know different social media platforms podcast um things like that 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 we really should move the museum outside of the walls you know and and take it into this virtual you know realm because we reach so many more people um that way than actually ever come to the museum you know mm -hmm. we get we get 15 to twenty thousand people a year you know in the museum and um most of those are you know travelers you know people mm -hmm. that are you know stopping into town and you know they come either for the museum or you know they see our sign out on the interstate or you know something else brings them here and then they come into the museum so you know we bring a lot of people like that but we've gotten to the point where a lot of the things that we're doing you know outside of the museum linking things to you know your podcast or you know some tv show that we've done or, or something like that will get you know 10 to twenty thousand views you know from our facebook page it's like wow you know so we're reaching a huge amount of people that will never ever come to our museum yeah. never come to you know guthrie but they're still learning what we're trying to teach them history is uh is is complicated because there's always it's those filters of how people uh, yeah it's very complicated say things and record things well you know they they'll you, you often hear the you know history is written you know written by the the victors mm, and things yeah. like that you know, well you know to a point yeah that's true um but you you know how it is we only put you know self-editing you know we're only putting the really cool stuff about us on social media you know i mean it's like it's like you do food you know, yeah, right, yeah. and it's like, you know, well, it's like, no, oh, only, okay. only the good ones, only the, the good bad ones. ones don't yeah, make it see, on the bad there. ones don't make it on there, you know, and, you know, I'll, I'll take a picture. I put you guys on, on mine just now, you know, I was like, all right, we'll do this. And, and, uh, you know, cause this is cool, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. but the rest of the stuff I do all the time is just, you know, mundane, mediocre. I wish more mm -hmm. people would take that approach Stop, and not put yeah. their... <laughs> their life on. Oh there. yeah, oh, yeah, really? yeah. But I, we don't need we don't need to know that. We don't no. need to know. That. My wife would murder me oh, if, I, if I started like yeah. talking about like <laughs> my problems. She was like, yeah. "Stop it! Stop yeah. it! Stop it!" Yeah, yeah. Like, Nobody business. <laughs> Nobody wants no much problems. They only want those cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like um, in the museum? You got all the historic, you know, historic stuff. 
Is there stuff in the last 10, 15, 20 years that we don't know that's history that would be cool in 50 years? I mean, in our, in our time frame? Oh, yeah. Nine, yeah, all the time. I yeah. mean, all the time. Like There's... beer sales <clears throat> and going to, is that, I mean, is that? I, you know, actually, actually somebody sometime in the future will, will be looking at that. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, you know, what was the, you know, the economic impact of, you know, allowing beer to be sold on a Sunday, you know, right. and things yeah, like that, yeah, you know, yeah. these changing laws. Yeah. Yeah. That'll totally somebody, somebody sometime, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 years from now, but somebody sometime that'll be, that'll be their master's thesis, you know, in history is the, you know, in the medical marijuana and the, yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, I would think oh, that would yeah. be a, oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't know that only, that, that only happened 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Oklahoma is a bit of an odd bird when it comes yeah, to, yeah. to alcohol. People have voted to change how, you know, mm -hmm. what you can buy, when you can buy, uh, how you can make alcohol and different stuff. Like I, going back, yeah. what is what is the history of, what is the weird history well, of alcohol in okay. Oklahoma? So, I kind of, I kind of, I think the reason that, that you brought it up to me was because I did a presentation at the History Center yes. on Prohibition. and. The only reason that they asked me to do a deal about it was, you know, I know one of the, the ladies that does the programming there, you know, imagine that I work for the historical right. society. And, uh, Glad you guys talked to each other. Yeah, exactly. And so, so, um, you know, back to, um, social media, I, I was, you know, had, I follow the, uh, some of the breweries, you know, the craft mm. breweries and, uh, you know, cause I like craft beer, right? you know, mm -hmm. who, Oh, who doesn't? Barking up his alley now. Yeah. Beer Bark snob. Barking up my alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, you know, I, I was sitting there and, uh, you know, I'm kind of scrolling through my deal. And one of the, one of the breweries was like, you know, celebrating Prohibition Day or, you know, the end of Prohibition. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and I, you know, being, being a little snarky, I was like, well, not in Oklahoma. That wasn't until 1959. And, uh, you know, so of mm. course, of course, uh, the the lady in in the city she saw it because she's you know she follows a lot of the same stuff and you know she's into the craft beer and everything like that and and so anyway she sees it and she brings brings it up but whenever the anniversary of um the the repeal you know mm -hmm. they needed a speaker and so she was like well he can do it he can talk about it and I was like, why are you getting me involved in this? I don't know I can talk about anything. I don't know. And I was like, though, I finally, it kind of came to that. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, whatever, I'll figure something out. And um, so anyway, that's the thing that people don't seem to realize about Oklahoma is that from the start, from the very second that we were a state, we were under prohibition in 1907. That was written into the Constitution. And so we went dry as soon as Oklahoma became a state. And then we were dry until 1959. That's so intense. They put it in the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. Like, we need to make sure that nobody's drinking. Mm -hmm. So put it in the Constitution. Was we'll it, put it in the Constitution. Because they were fear of what people stumbling, <laughs> shooting people. What was the? What was it? Everybody had a gun. Yeah. There's a right. well. There's a lot of that. And uh, really conservative. Because remember, you told me the Democrats took the. Or yeah. 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 I, yeah. I didn't forget yeah. about that either. But, but, well, you know, one of the things that, that we talked about, you know, um, for a time, Carrie, uh, Carrie Nation lived here in, in Oklahoma or in Guthrie. And she was here working to get prohibition into the Constitution. That was what that was what she wanted. Um, you know, there's a there's a parking lot over there by the Pollard 
that used to be where the the same old Moses Saloon was. Mm. Okay, and there was a um, in Wichita. There was you know Moses's Saloon, and so he moved here and he called it the same old Moses. Anyway, huh. long story. Um, Easier on paperwork. How clever of yeah. Moses. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so anyway, he invites her. He invites her. He invites Carrie Nation over to his to his saloon so she could come in. And yeah, this is the story. Okay, let me let me just say that this is the story because you hear this in about a lot of places. And um, and I walked into a bar. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so so he gets her. He gets her into the bar and has her. You know, talking about liquor and stuff because he knew she drew a crowd. You know and. And anyway, so she comes in and he she talks a little bit. She pulls out her hatchet and she beats on his 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 bar. He throws her out and apparently he makes a sign that says, uh, you know, all nations welcome except Carrie. <laughs> all right. So you know, this is just. I mean, we're gosh, quarter mile. Sounds like a pretty good marketing dude. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah pretty good well marketing done. thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, so they wanted to get they wanted to get it into the into the Constitution. But one of the things we've talked about, in, you know, in the museum, because we spend a lot of time just reading things and then going, "Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think they mean when they say this? You know, how do, how would you interpret this?" So we get to talking about why would temperance. And prohibition be such a huge thing you know that they would put it in the Constitution we're like why would you do that well then we start you know kind of batting things back and forth well Kerry Nation was married to a veteran of the Civil War all right and he was an abusive alcoholic and okay. you know all this and it's like we start talking about well look at what's going on with our veterans now you know and look at all we know about you know what's what's kind of happened to them when they come back and you know there's alcohol abuse and there's there's drug abuse and there's uh, domestic violence and all this stuff and it's like man you know is this was this a response to all of the violence that the people saw during the civil war hmm. you makes know? sense because like <clears throat> civil war but also like like tooth pain back pain toe pain ankle pain i mean mm -hmm. drink it away i mean yeah then at least the obviously worse stuff yeah know. well but even you know back then they had they had opioids and sure, cocaine sure. that you just walked into the, the whiskey to the pharmacist and they'd hook you up yeah just walk into the museum over at the, the drugstore museum yeah and you can see all kinds we've of got hey we've got some we've got some funky stuff <laughs> yeah yeah nothing illegal but we've got some funky stuff <laughs> but that is interesting in terms of like saying what did they mean because even now like we'll have conversations yeah. we'll we'll write things down now but we're always <clears throat> writing or communicating based on like you know what i'm talking about right you know what i'm talking about so we don't we don't think about should i write this out so that people 100 years from now right. know what the heck i'm saying yeah nobody yeah. does that yeah, yeah. nobody does that yeah. we know the context we know what's going on and uh you know we know we know you know the parlance of our time mm -hmm. we understand these things but yeah, hundred years from now they'll be like, what, what did they mean? What were they talking about? You know, yeah. it's like, huh? That's weird. What what is what is this? I so, remember yeah. watching the show um, Boardwalk Empire, mm -hmm. and there was like some little plot lines in there about the temperance movement and prohibition, and, and it seemed like they kind of like linked it a little bit to um, like there was a link between the temperance movement and like, feminism, and you know this. Women being sick of dudes doing stupid stuff. Yeah, 
was yeah. kind of part of it. <clears throat> well, I mean, yeah. I, that's that's a big part of it. Yeah. You know, that's a big part of it because, you know, people are, well, shoot, just like now. You know, people are going out and and drinking away the rent, you know, and and and, and other vices come along with, with drinking. You the know, there's too high. drinking, there's gambling, there's, you know, yeah. other things and... You know, so yeah, it's it, that's that's part of it. It's you know why, you know why are why is this wife and kids suffering because because this man can't keep his you know hands off the bottle. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. And that's that's a part of it, and and you know it's part of that that movement to feminism. It's part of that progressive era that we've got going on, and it's like it's like you know where are these social ills coming from, and what do we need to do to fix them? Hmm. And and so you know that was one of them, but even you know even at that even at that with with uh, Oklahoma being under prohibition in 1907, it was actually even before that because you know once the uh, once the five civilized tribes you know were relocated to Indian territory, that land was was uh, under prohibition. You could not have alcohol in the Indian nations or alcohol on a reservation. So um, goes back to, gosh, I can't think of the name, but anyway, it's the it's the Indian Intercourse Act, you know. So, so the federal government implemented that law. Yeah, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. You look at um, you know Isaac Parker, the the hanging judge in Fort Smith. If you go back and you look at the docket of all the things, all the charges for all the you know things that people were in the court for, the majority of them were for alcohol related um, crimes introducing was was the big one and that was that was the act of of taking alcohol into the indian nations for sale so was the um the disdain for alcohol by you know powerful whether it was government or whatever else was that a thing that was more prevalent in like the the, uh in the west or was it was it the same all throughout the united states well, you know, I think a lot of it was, um, you know, the paternalism that the federal government saw towards, you know, the Native Americans. You know, these are okay. these are our charges, and you know, we are to take care of them, and you know, all this, and the best way to take care of them is to limit their access to, you know, these these intoxicants, mm. and you yeah. know, that type of that type of attitude, and and of course, you know, there was a long line of of, you know getting people you know hooked on booze and then taking advantage of them you know they you know rack up a huge amount of debt you know for for liquor and then they have to they have to pay it back and you know what do they have to pay it back with and you so know? you always i've had no idea about that prohibition but like in movies because it's about gunslinging and drinking in bars mm-hmm. and all that stuff so i would have never i would have never known that until today it's always interesting to see or read about like the the myths of things myths mm-hmm. it's hard to say yes we don't speak clearly to begin with M- M- we know what you're talking about we know what you're talking about those myths and then maybe what they were based on in, in, right. in real life um there was a really good book by uh michael pollan called the the botany of desire and he talks about like uh four vegetables like the potato the apple um, there's two other ones. Corn, yeah. green beans. Go with, we'll go with that. <laughs> Actually, it was uh, the, it wasn't just vegetable. It was uh, the tulip, like the flower, mm. and oh, wow. marijuana. 
And they like it was super interesting. And basically, the whole book was about how those four plants pretty much just controlled the human species for the last however many hundreds of years. But one of the stories <clears throat> he tells is how everyone thinks of Johnny Appleseed as this, this guy who planted trees. And that's that's his thing. He planted trees. But the real Johnny uh, John Chat, Chapman or Chapman, I can't remember his last. Uh, really, what he did was he was an entrepreneur who made money selling like hard cider to explorers um, because they, they would whenever they venture out deeper into like, you know unexplored lands, everybody needed booze. People so, like booze. Yeah, yeah. So so Johnny Appleseed would go out uh, basically ahead of the explorers plant apple trees so that he could make hard cider and then sell booze to explorers uh, along the frontier. Uh, wow. Uh, Entrepreneur. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, exploitation. Yeah. Taking, right. very, taking advantage <laughs> of opportunities. <clears throat> that's a big part of it. Um, but yeah, you know, that's that's where we go, we go back to. So, I mean, it was historic that, you know, Oklahoma would not have alcohol. I mean that was that was a historic thing, and um, once <clears throat> once the uh, Oklahoma Territory is established, you know, with the land run in 1889 and the creation of Guthrie and things like that, um, these little towns formed right on the borders of the Indian nations, and they were called they were known as whiskey towns because they. In Oklahoma Territory, it was legal. Alcohol was legal. So There's a great band called Whiskey Town. Okay. I, I'm That's just, cool. Now I'm super fascinated. Okay, wow. continue. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, these these whiskey towns are, you know, you know, here's the border, here's the Indian nations, and then here's the whiskey town. So all you gotta do is just go right across the border and you can buy all the whiskey you want. And then you can take it back in and, you know, sell it and whatever. And you know, so there's this illicit trade of 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 alcohol. Um mm. but yeah, there's there's a few of them. Um Gosh, what is that place? Kidcook Falls was one, which is cut out by Beaker. Um, it's always been fascinating how United, the United States, uh, I guess because it's the United States, <clears throat> when a state has a certain law on the books and every all the states around it are different, all it, all it really happens is everybody just goes across the border. I remember when I first moved to Oklahoma, <clears throat> and you couldn't get tattoos in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I remember going with friends all the time. Like, hey, where are we going? We're going to Dallas. Yeah. We're going to hang out in Dallas. Everybody's going to get tattoos. And get a tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's, it's right of passage. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it kind of sucks that you can't do that anymore, you know? I mean, it's just yeah, that, that, that little illicit, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. adventure across uh -huh. the border. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, if you look at it now, if you look at it now, we've got the opposite of the whiskey town in, in the fact that in the Indian nations you've got casinos. Well, where are those casinos in, in, in relation to the border? You know, right think on of, the borders. They're right on the borders. Yeah. Oklahoma, Arkansas. Yeah. Yep. Kansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just smack dab. There's the one. Big in, ones, um, too. Not just little ones. Big ones. Yeah. There's the one that's like. Uh, Asylum Springs. Asylum Springs. Oh, yeah. Windstar. How far is how far is that? I mean, like mm -hmm. 10 feet? Yeah. You know, maybe? Yeah. I mean, no, it's, you're, it's yeah. you're right there. Windstar is at least, you know, three or four miles. But, right. you know. It's odd how we think of... Uh, boundaries like a state line. Mm -hmm. I grew up in in Louisville, Kentucky, and like Jeffersonville is right across the river in Indiana. 
and I, for some weird reason, I would think of people who lived, you know, 80 miles from me in Kentucky as being, I had more in common with them than people who literally lived like, you know, a mile from me oh, in yeah. Indiana. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Uh, yeah. Everything it's very is, weird. Everything is boundary lines. There's area code, there's water lines, there's city lines, there's... Mm -hmm. Zip code line. I mean, there's lines everywhere. It's amazing how many lines are out there. But, yeah, okay. yeah. Right. We're we're kind of ruled by it. I yeah. mean, when you think about it, even even in our even in our voting, you School know, with, with gerry, gerrymandering yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like, you know, boundaries. Yeah, and they're all artificial. I feel so sorry for the assessor's office because, you know. Those boundary lines, you know, this side of the street might be Coyle School District. This side mm -hmm. might be Guthrie School District, and they get charged. Okay, that's a little nerdy stuff, but it's it's how you know because there's different taxes for yeah. for those border yeah. lines as yeah. well. So, well, I got a nephew. I mean, yeah, we're kind of straying here. I got a nephew. I'll bring this back in a <laughs> okay, I got a nephew, and he he lives in Portland, but he doesn't live in Portland. He lives in Vancouver, Washington, because because in Washington they don't pay. A, a state tax you know oh, income yeah. tax but they do in Oregon but if you go to Oregon they go to Oregon to do all their shopping because they don't have to pay taxes on their groceries mm. and then they take them back across to to Washington mm. it's crazy you, stuff you know what blew my mind and I, I don't know why this sticks to me it always will be but I went to Westmore High School to cover a sporting event Westmore's in Oklahoma City mm -hmm. it's not anymore I remember, uh, wow, we were going down like a really no, I'll, I'll bring, I'll bring okay. this back. I'll bring this back. You keep saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Amanda and I first got married, we lived in an apartment complex uh, down on the, the south side of Oklahoma City. And uh, Amanda got a, a, a jury, what do they call that? Sum summons? summons? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jury duty. Sum yeah. Jury, yeah. Jury and she showed up um, uh, to do whatever you do. And they're like, oh, sorry, you don't. Uh, they our apartment complex split like the half part of it was in the uh, one county Cleveland oh, County oh, Oklahoma County and since our our <laughs> our apartment was in you know wasn't in the the county where it needed to be for her to serve they were like go home oh, uh, well that's, that's that's good news yeah that's yeah. cool it's weird because like Kingfisher or no Cashin High School most of it's in Kingfisher County but there's part that Logan County as well mm -hmm. you know Karchi's divided by Canadian County and Kingfisher County, so there's more boundary lines. But okay, yeah. let's rewind back to 1959, and they is I'm, there's a big <clears throat> boat to bring this about, and I, I I can see it in 1959. Like we 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 got to have it for this for businesses, make money off of this. Yeah, and then the other side is uh, <clears throat> it's not a safety deal. Because and I, I bring that up because another thing that will be historic, I think, is the open carry deal here, and the people are like, what's well, the constitutional, but. Uh, if we if we vote for this, then there's going to be guys walking up and down with machine guns down Division Street, Oklahoma Street. Is that kind of how it was in 1959, as far as no, 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 not so much. I think, um, and and when I say this, this is totally totally anecdotal. I don't even know if this is really true, but, making, but, oh, but are, I'm making stuff these up are right fun. now. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, and it, the the way I understood it. Um, for years, years, bootleggers fought to not have it legal, you know, uh, because it was gonna, it was yeah. gonna like, you know, mm, the, ruin their business. The bootlegger you know? association didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there was, there was, there was totally yeah. there was associations, William you know, pro and against, and yeah. and all that. And um, 
so yeah, 1959, that's when you get the, the Able Commission mm. and, uh, you know, that starts. Um, gosh, what was it? I want to say like 1984 or so is whenever they did uh, Liquor by the Drink. And it may have been 86 or yes. 89, somewhere in that five-year, 84 to 89 range is when Liquor by the Drink. Now, Liquor by the Drink is, you know how you like to go to, we'll say, the senor lopez down here and have margaritas uh, yes. yeah i don't know who that is before but. <laughs> that before that you couldn't do that you know you couldn't go to a restaurant and order alcohol it was just you just didn't you didn't get to do that i don't even think you could get beer it was maybe you could get beer but you couldn't get mixed drinks in a restaurant and that that didn't change until you know like almost 1990 that's because I, I remember because I've been like 11 and 12 and you know you just parents watching news yeah just, you know, liquor by the drink liquor by the drink contra uh, contra Iran contra mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. what is, what are all over north who are these people I keep hearing them all on, on the news all the time I can't get away from it but uh, that's so was there a Oliver North and liquor by the drink I'm just I'm having flashbacks in my youth together. wow like uh. just stop <laughs> the TV stop wow state legislature vote for that well, yeah, yeah. I think it was a, uh, I think it was a referendum of the people where they voted okay. for it. Uh, you and know, like I said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Petition and uh, yeah. well, even with the laws that were changed, uh, maybe it's, is it two? I think it's now? been two years. Like yeah. they had to change the constitution yeah. to be able to do things mm -hmm. that seem like kind of absurd for them to have been in the constitution. Like why right. I changed like low point beer like I'm yeah i'm using finger quotes now low point everybody mm -hmm. right which um i think was only like oklahoma and maybe one other state utah had were like yeah nobody else in the on the planet had this thing called low point beer mm -hmm. three point yeah it's like who who was the person who was like we need to have 3.2 yes. beer. That's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. That'll fix things. Uh, Road know. trip. <laughs> yeah. Who was that? Yeah. Well, you know, this, like I said, this stuff was, was incremental. You know, we're talking, we're talking the Intercourse Act is like 1789. You know, I mean, it goes back that far. Speaking and, of things that didn't translate well like a century later, it's called the Intercourse Act. I don't yeah, well, sorry. I know, I know, Proceed. I know. I love, I love the Intercourse Act. I mean, it's just. See, I'm trying to be professional. I'm trying to be professional. I keep it inside, and this guy is trying to. Oh boy. That's well, you know, it's just you know, it's one of those things. It's it's kind of like it's the system. It's the you know, system. It's like it's like if you go to uh, if you go to Pennsylvania, you always got to go to Intercourse, Pennsylvania. I bet there's this on. <laughs> I bet their tourism director has a lot of yeah. Well, that, that, that's where the Amish are. That's the, the Amish <laughs> live in intercourse, so. Oh, boy. So, 1959. <laughs> you know, we this just, is how they get 20,000 views. This is how yeah, they do this it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. <laughs> I got our guest next we're, week. We, <laughs> we, we, we skirt around things, yeah. Whenever it's going to get kind of boring, he's like, um. Is it time for the intercourse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see a couple people nodding off. And intercourse. Oh, whoa, what? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, changing laws. Like, we may be breaking some right now. So. Yeah, the internet's yeah. broken. Yeah. But, like, Write this in your history books. And going back to like, the, the myths of things. I remember when I moved to Oklahoma, people told me that the reason why you couldn't get a, like, a tattoo in Oklahoma was just because a legislator 
his daughter got a tattoo and he was like, nope, no more tattoos. Yeah, and yeah. it's always like those stories. They're probably not true, maybe a little bit true. And so I yeah. assume there was probably some guy, some legislator who was had like a, some kind of story where he hated something about beer. Like, well, three, two beer is okay. Well, um, you know, like I said, we're, we're being all anecdotal here. The tattoo okay. thing, the tattoo thing, the way, the way the I recall, the museum, I know, okay. I know. The way I recall the, the no tattoos was that there was like a, a you know, a carnival or something that had come to town. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, all of these little kids in this little, you know, little town in southwestern Oklahoma got tattooed, you uh-huh. know, by the carnies. <laughs> <laughs> and so... <laughs> Dude, that's like the coolest tattoo ever. If you've been tatted up by a carny. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I, mean, I know where you went last night. Yeah. No, no offense to the 89er carnies yeah. who listen to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. We love them. There could have been. There could have yeah. been. And, you know, there's always that. There's always the, the health, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm air quoting too. Yeah, you air know, health is a uh, is a big concern. You know, hmm. public health and and things like that because you know, yeah, hepatitis gets spread that way. Hmm. And you talk about that state legislator saying my daughter did that. You know, I, I, I th- that's why I think of it. The guy last year in Oklahoma, it passed. The guy was eating a sirloin and it tasted really good. Like, this needs to be the official steak of Oklahoma. Uh, so it might have been the official state meal, wasn't it? Yeah, the sta- yeah. official steak of Oklahoma. Oh yeah, the T-bone. Is that what it was? Is it that or the ribeye? Ribeye. Rib the ribeye. Rib rib yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, you know, I'm okay with it. Oh, yeah. I would have for it. Yeah. I, you know, I think we pay them a little too much for <laughs> for that. But anyway. They got a race. They got to allocate your salary. I know. I can't. I should, I should be. The system. I should be, the system. The system. Abort. Yeah. 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 What other state things can we come up with? I'm all for this now. A few years ago, I walked into um, a bar. That that inter- yeah, a bar, um, the Bluebell. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the iterations of the Bluebell. It had the like, you know forty different owners since yeah, like yeah, ninety eight yeah. point yeah. Um, but they had painted nineteen fifty nine on the wall in the back. I remember okay. looking at it. I was like, what is that? Why? Yeah. And I asked the bartender, and he explained that was that the re- yeah. repeal uh, year mm-hmm. of prohibition. And I'm, at first, I thought he was lying. Like, no way. That like, but was Oklahoma the last? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, Utah, Utah, we were, we were neck and neck Utah. with Utah yeah. as far as yeah. alcohol law. So, um, so I don't know. I really don't know. But yeah, we had to be one of the last. And, you know, we had to be, gosh, I guess there we were the buckle, you know, of the, of the Bible belt, you know, because yes. we were, yeah. we were holding on tight. So my perspective um, of the blue belt is like completely blown now. Cause I just thought that's where everyone in there gambled, smoke drink beer that's that or whiskey or whatever but you did like, yeah after I, 1959 I, oh yeah after 1950, <laughs> oh, yeah i'm talking about horse buggy and horse yeah buggy. well before yeah yeah before yeah okay yeah because you, you kind of wonder like even though like prohibition wasn't repealed until 59 um i've always wondered okay leading up to that surely it wasn't the kind of thing where you know bars just didn't exist until 59 um Somebody was making money off of. Oh yeah, beer. yeah. It just wasn't the kind of thing where like. You know, okay, I got. They didn't have Facebook accounts <laughs> where they're like, "Here's the two for one special tonight." Um, my uh, dad, all right, my dad, and and I was talking to my brother a couple weeks ago, well, a couple months ago, it was before I did the thing for the history center on prohibition. I was like, "Yeah, 
I gotta go speak on prohibition. And he goes, he goes, oh, that reminds me of of our dad's favorite car. All right. So my dad's favorite car was like a nineteen fifty. No, yeah. <laughs> it was a it was a nineteen fifty Mercury. All right. And apparently he had bought it from or supposedly he bought it from a bootlegger. All right. Mm. Because because the there's something had been done to the to the springs in it so that it would hold this huge amount of weight and there was like the back seat <laughs> laid completely flat and they could get you know um i don't know 75 gallons of, of whiskey into the back of this you know in the trunk and into the back seat of this this car the car's just dragging it around and, yeah well yeah they have they have these extra springs on it and all this kind of stuff and you know he, he could tell you exactly how fast this car would go and i'm just like Man, you know a lot about this car in bootlegging to just have bought it from a bootlegger. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, hmm, hmm. That's weird. That's oh, weird. Your suspicions. Of that, it, what it, it, into. It, it, yeah, it's you know, it's like, huh? You know, if I had read this, I'd be like, you know, too much about this. You know, you oh, you yeah. you know too much about this to be just repeating what somebody said it's kind of like um a good example is 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 pistol pete frank eaton mm -hmm. all right perkins in um in in the 30s what was that? perkins oklahoma <laughs> yeah oh okay i thought you were like um arguing with him oh no no no, no, not, no. no. <laughs> i knew what he was talking about anyway he he That's talks about deal of, uh, <laughs> we know <laughs> settle down chris don't yeah. argue with the guests um in in the 30s in the 30s the uh the WPA, the Works Progress Administration, mm -hmm. they they hired you know writers and stuff to go out and interview people, all right. And and Frank Eaton was one of the people that they they had interviewed. They went out and talked to him, and and he gave this long account about cattle rustling, you know, because he was a he was a marshal, you know, and he arrested these cattle cattle rustlers, and the way he talked about how you could uh, alter the brand you know of on that was on a cow mm -hmm. you know to make it look right. like it was something else the detail that he went into i was like i don't know man <laughs> you know too much hey, about this a little flourish on yes the yes exactly. yes yeah or so i've heard oh. yeah it's like huh okay all right whatever that's cool but yeah so i'm not saying he was <laughs> or he wasn't but um yeah my dad had this bootlegging car and he loved it but he had it, you know, in the the early '60s when my you know brother was remembering it and remembering riding around in it. So this would have been after you know prohibition, and there was no need for really for bootleggers anymore. But they were. I mean, I remember in the '80s there was a a bootlegger got uh, arrested off of like Northwest 23rd or Northeast 23rd Street in Oklahoma City, and he got busted with all kinds of you know untaxed alcohol that he'd bought from somewhere else brought it into the state and was selling it mm. so it's still around now what was uh the the profession of a regulator what was a regulator didn't that have something to do with prohibition or well flagging? or what was a regulator and it's in g <clears throat> regular yeah e yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we're <laughs> We're mixing stuff. Uh, Aaron's edited half of this already up. <laughs> He's like, okay, we're, 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 it's like from from intercourse on, we're yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we're talking about alcohol, so yes, yes, you know, it's, right. it's, it's it's perfect. We're not drinking any of that, we promise. Not yeah, well, I don't yeah. think so. No, that's just coffee. It's <laughs> coffee. And uh, so regulators? regulators, regulators. Anyway, in in Oklahoma, and this is this is very interesting. In Oklahoma, um, we'll be the they were called enforcement <laughs> agents. Hmm. Okay, no, you know, not regulars. Eh, regulars were like a. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. Okay. Anyway, okay. So, but they had enforcement agents, and one of these enforcement agents was this guy named Stringer Fenton. Now, Stringer Fenton is the guy that kills our buddy Elmer McCurdy. Stringer Fenton is a good name. It's by an the way. awesome it's name. Exactly I, I know. <laughs> I know. Stringer. I know. I'm like. I'm like. As soon as I buy me a new bird dog, that's. I'm naming him Stringer Fenton. Yeah. Because that's, that's cool just too name. cool. Absolutely. You, you ever watch The Wire? The show. Mm -mm. I know what you're talking about. Stringer Bell was one of the greatest characters on The Wire. Proceeds. Okay. Well, anyway, Stringer Fenton is a is an enforcement agent, and we've got documents from him, you know, at the museum, and uh, and the governor, you know, sends him a letter. He's like, I'm appointing you as an enforcement agent for you know, blah 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 blah. Just so you know, this this job comes with no pay. <laughs> And I was like, well, who's yeah. going to do that? Sign me up. Musicians. You know, it's like, this, Musicians. this sounds like an awesome job. You know, I'm going to do this job and I'm going to take liquor away from people and they're going to shoot at me and no one's paying me. Come to find out was uh, he would, he would, or the enforcement agents would bust, you know, the, the bootleggers or people that were making illegal, you know, alcohol and things like that. And then they would repackage this ship it into a state that it was legal and you know sell it to a distributor there and the state would take a portion of the of the sale and so would the enforcement agent he was making money yeah mm -hmm. it's it like whoo uh, man this is this is a little uh that, <laughs> it's uh, a little odd isn't you know, it it's like how do we pro how do we prohibit alcohol but then we're gonna you know accept money from the sale of uh -huh. alcohol just as long as it's not in our state. Right. It kind of sounds like the guys who signed up to be uh, U.S. Marshals uh, right before the land run. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they were, they were like there to, you know, keep people from, you know. Keep the peace. Right. Yeah. But they were actually just there to, to like be the first ones to, to grab their little piece yeah. of land. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they like, they like uh, uh, resigned in mass. You know, and, and started claiming. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Let me grab this piece of land. Right yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. And uh, but yeah, you know, another enforcement agent um, uh, killed Bill Tillman um, and Cromwell. Right? You know, they were. He, I, I think he was, you know, probably in the illicit liquor trade. You know, he would probably go use his enforcement agent to you know, badge to go and bust all these people and then he'd go off and sell it to all the, uh, the people working in the wool field. And anyway, he, he comes to, you know, him and Bill Tillman get into a thing and he shoots him and kills him. You know, I think he dies, you know, a little bit later, but anyway, you know, shoots him, shoots him and kills him. So that was the enforcement agents, you know. It was, it was, it was one of those jobs that was, was custom made for um, corruption. As a as a museum curator in Oklahoma, does it feel like most of your stories involve somebody killing somebody else? Ah, yeah. It's a pretty There's popular a thing in Oklahoma. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's that there were so many people who were getting killed, or if that's just what we like. The, you know, uh, yeah. we just like the idea of people killing each other. You yeah. know, it's just kind of cool. 
Well, the first uh, was the first mayor of Oklahoma City, or was he the city mayor? I can't remember. Um, he was shot. Uh, his name was Couch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a dispute with somebody else who, like, since he was so busy running the town, like his parcel of land, yeah. he didn't. Hey, I'm just telling a story, Mike. Okay, go ahead. Go Fiction, ahead. Ri- go Fiction ahead. writer. Over go ahead. There. Go ahead. So, did you notice how I, Mike's told like 14 stories? Most of them are like, I'm just telling stories. You know? so, <laughs> then I start telling stories. He's like, hold yeah, on. Hold now. on. We'll link back to this podcast. Yeah. But something to do with like uh, Couch uh, in Oklahoma City, like he was busy running the town, so he didn't notice that somebody else had kind of just set up shop on his land. And when he went to go, like, you know, finally build his house, he was like, oh, there's somebody here. And whoever that person was, just shot him, because that's how you solve things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's sort of that's sort of what it is. That's that's sort of. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of sort of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they he was here early. He was there. He was there early. They were here the day before. Actually, they've been here multiple times. When uh, when David Payne, the the boomer David Payne, oh. not the weatherman. Right. Okay. We don't want to go into that again. Um, <laughs> when it, when he dies, uh, Couch takes over. And, uh, you know, he's the new leader of the boomer movement and, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, like I said, he's the first mayor of, of Oklahoma City. Now, that was a little, they were kind of strong arming, you know, people. They had the army on their side and, you know, all this stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah, he claims land. And this other guy, I want to say his name's Adams. I think that's what it is. I think you're right. And uh, he... Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you may know. Whatever. I concur. So anyway, anyway, they, you know, they're they're having you know words. This goes on. This goes on for a while. This is like almost a year after the land run, and um, and he shoots him, shoots him from a distance. It's not like they're. He was a good shot. Yeah, he yeah. shoots him with a rifle. It's yeah. not like they're you know having a. Uh, you know, gunfight in the middle of downtown Oklahoma City or anything like that. But anyway, he shoots him he in the leg. He was civil about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he had a fighting chance. And, There's um, rules. He was, like, he was like, run, let me see if I can. <laughs> anyway, he shoots him, and a couple days later he dies. He gets blood poisoning and, you know, and dies. And he died, he died on the 20th of April, 1890. Okay? And he's buried on... Guess what day? April 20th. April 22nd, 1890. A year to the day after the land run. Huh. So so this guy guy had worked for a decade to get the land open for settlement, and he basically kind of gets to take advantage of this for a year before somebody kills him, guns him down. Isn't that crazy? I wonder if there's any relation, because I think... Oklahoma City, I think Mr. Couch just retired mm-hmm. as city a city manager. manager. So yeah. I wonder if Couch, Couch. Was it's, very yeah. it's very possible. It's very possible. My aunt um, worked for one of his grandsons back in the 80s and 70s, 80s, and 90s. So I knew, mm-hmm. I knew his grandson from the time I was just a little bit of kid. And, uh, you know, he... he mm-hmm. It was funny. He'd tell me story, you know, tell stories about him and all this kind of stuff, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, whatever." I didn't really care, <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's this like history stuff is stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Write it down. I'll read it later. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, oh my god, I deal with this stuff this all the time. Job. Yeah, this is my job. And it was funny. <laughs> no, it was funny. It was funny. One time I was I was writing a I was writing a uh, an exhibit, and Are I was you in writing this... or typing. I was writing. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, yeah. I may have been typing at the same time. But, yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway, I'm I'm in the city at the History Center, and I'm going through some correspondence and stuff. And I get to this one, and it's it's from um, this lady named Muriel Wright, you know, who was a, a Oklahoma historian, and she had written to Charlie Couch, which was the grandson, you know, and that I knew. And I'm sitting there, and, and this was his response back to her, you know. So it was like I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm reading this thing, and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? This this letter was more than likely typed by my aunt hmm. and and mailed back mm -hmm. to her because he was she was like his personal secretary for decades and i'm like wow you know this is crazy i'm in an archive reading a letter that more than likely was typed by my aunt that's really cool yeah isn't that crazy mm -hmm. i mean you just you just never you never really know you know how close this is and it very you know very well could be related you know the the city manager guy you yeah. were talking about because you know that was only 130 years ago yeah this this uh this place hasn't been the state of oklahoma for, for all that long no not really not really i mean this is we're really young in in you know the terms of history yeah um so uh, the museum when can people come hang out at your museum we are open tuesday through saturday from nine to five Cool. It's a good hey. song. Yeah. Museum, museum, museum. Cost a few bucks to get in. Yeah, we're uh, it's uh, seven dollars for adults, five for seniors, and three for school age kids. Hmm. One of the things I love the most about uh, the Oklahoma Territory Museum uh, and the Carnegie Library is it just relaxes me. I walk in and it has this like peaceful. Yeah. Uh, like you don't realize how like frantic the world is until you walk into a good museum mm -hmm. and you're kind of like oh yeah this feels yeah nice. yeah no yeah. i know what you mean there's no time limit i mean for the yeah. most part there's no time yeah. limit unless oh, yeah. mike wants to go home right. he's like please leave yeah like, no i you know i i'm accommodating like that if people if so i swear if people are there i don't bother i don't bother them it's like you know what's yeah. an extra what's an extra 10 15 minutes Oh, you know, good let them, yeah. yeah, let them go through. I'm not gonna kick people out. That's crazy, <laughs> and uh, it's like that's how you get a that's how you get a bad reputation. Yeah. You know, you get run up in a system, and it's... I know, I know, because you know the system. <laughs> the system. Um, it's 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 out there. <laughs> Thanks for coming by again. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. To have you yeah. on again when you can tell us more about like you know what's been replaced or fixed or yeah yeah. Finished. Well, I'll come anytime. I'll, right yeah, I can talk about just about anything. <laughs> and, uh, Cool. All right, go to the museum, check them out, um, and we'll see you next time on Hit the Bricks. Coming home, coming